This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, Dr. Vic here. Excited to be here with you and share another episode here on the Mindful Experiment. As this week, once a week, we share an interview of someone sharing something to help from a fabric, a piece of the mind, the mindset, the whole aspect of life and how it can help you level up and raise to that level. This week, I had the distinct honor of interviewing Joe Pomeroy, which was a great conversation we had. We discussed a lot about why to treat your family like a business. What does a provider really mean? business questions that will challenge your family, how business becomes the best family meant, and so much more. To tell you a little bit about Joe, Joe Pomeroy knows how to translate business principles into family success. Joe gained a deep knowledge of business while helping build an eight-figure company and earning his MBA. More importantly, Joe discovered how to utilize those hard-earned skills to save his marriage and his family. He went from his wife walking out the door to having a confident, committed, and connected relationship. And now he is committed to helping other dads and husbands learn how to use those principles to be more confident in their role. As a best-selling author and family leadership coach, Joe helps business-minded men discover the new way to become the husbands and dads they was once promised to be. His mantra has become, save the family, save the world. Excited to share with you guys to the Mindful Experiment podcast group listeners and followers. Here is Joe Pomeroy. Joe, welcome to the show. 
Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on. I'm already feeling the vibe before we jump down here. So I already know this is going to be a good convo. Uh, and I'm, I'm already excited to dive in already and ask the first question, which all my listeners already know about. And that is, how did you get into what you're doing today? What led you um, to do the work that you're sharing with the world here, right here, right now? I love that question. And, and I found that it's often some really good things that led me to where I'm at and also some really bad things that led me to where I'm at. And, and I think that's just how we choose to interpret them because even those bad things while, uh, and, I'll, and I'll share that story here real quick, but even while those bad things might be a terribly embarrassing story that I'm going to share and something that I'm not proud of, but at the same time, without that, I wouldn't have had the catalyst to make the change that I needed. So a lot of times whether something's good or bad is just our, our perspective, our mindset on it. But uh, I mean, uh, Dr. Vic, my, my journey started probably about eight to 10 years ago. And um, I was working with the business, new startup business, and we're building it at a very fast pace. I was working on getting my MBA. I've got a new family. And I tell you what, before I got married, I thought I was an amazing communicator. And then I got married and realized I was a t- terrible communicator. Um, and I've since learned what my superpower is. And I'm sure we'll get into that later in the show. But uh, I mean, really what happened is that because business came easy and marriage was more complicated and family was more complicated, I just got zoned in on business and I thought everything was great. I'll do the business thing. I'll, I'll do the, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do the man thing. I'm going to put bacon on the table and, and, you know, roof over the head and that's all I have to do. And, and, and man, that's a terrible mindset. And ladies, you already know that. Uh, and, but this, just this idea that, you know, my, my wife will take care of the home. I'll take care of the business thing. And I got so zoned in on that, that I was neglecting what was going on with my, my family. And I didn't see it until it all came to just a big explosive head. And one night my wife and I, we get in an argument and, uh, about something stupid and trivial. And it was just all the buildup. And uh, she said something and I got angry and I started kicking in a, a wood cupboard, throwing a tantrum like a, a little baby. And as she walks right by me and heads downstairs to, to get the keys and, um, and I'm done with my tantrum and the adrenaline fades and the shame increases and I've got a big splinter in my foot. And, and long story short, I couldn't do it on my own. I needed my wife's help. She's headed out the door ready to leave. And I'm I, I have to ask for help. And, and it was ugly. There was nothing pretty about it. It was like, you know, oh, please wait, please. I'm sorry. And my wife's, to her credit, she stopped. She closed the door. She put her stuff down. She came upstairs and helped me. And that really was the turning point that made me realize I cannot live my life one dimensionally. I cannot focus on business and expect family to be okay. You know, you, uh, you had a great episode recently with, um, I believe it was Dr. Stephen Crawford, and he brought up this idea of focused attention and, you know, something you and your audience, we're all familiar with when you focus your attention in a specific direction, whatever that is, it expands and grows. Okay. Well, if I'm not focused on my family, it's doing the opposite. But the big question that came in Vic was how do I, how do I focus on both? You know, how, how do I focus in? How do I make sure I'm building family and building business and doing what I can to provide? That was the catalyst that started this journey. I dove deep into trying to figure out how do I be a better husband? How do I be a better dad? Because I had to save my family, had to do that, how to figure out how to get out of living life one dimensionally. 
I love that. And I know this, I mean, you know, I don't get too much in the gender sometimes, but for males, for the most part, not always females, we're seeing this in the female role now too, but for the most part for males, it was, you know, you bring home the bacon and women do the rest and the home front and that's it. And that was back in the old day, you know, 1950s, 60s mindset. I mean, my, my dad was kind of like that growing up. He was born in the um, early fifties coming from Italy. And he had that, you know, that, that type of like, I work, I provide for the family. I've done my job. I don't have to do anything else. And grateful for that. Uh, but it kind of the same concept, right? Got into business, understood. For me, I understood business really well. It's very easy to grasp, really easy to understand. Um, then it comes to relationships. That was always my Achilles heel, like communicating. I'm like, I'm a good communicator. I know how to communicate in business. I'm straightforward. Here's what it is. And that's it. Women, on the other hand, or I should say, um, uh, right brain dominant individuals, um, going to be, it's sometimes logic doesn't work. It's more emotional. And it's, you got to know how to have that even keel balance between the two and knowing how to do that. Uh, so kudos for you, you know, to make that journey. Cause it's, it's, I think a journey, most of us, uh, more and more men are starting to do. I see a huge movement in that. And again, I don't want to go gender as much, but with, uh, from my perspective and the work I do, I, I see a lot more males starting to be like, okay, yeah, business is great. And that's a big thing, but there's other factors we got to make sure are solid too, in order to keep, you know, the, to have the wholesome of life of what we seek. Would you agree on that? Yeah. And that's what I think. I, Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree on that. And that's what I think is powerful about your podcast and what you're doing. I mean, look at the name of your podcast, The Mindful Experiment. And so what we need to do is when, when we live life based on old traditions that have become outdated, and it, it, yes, there are, I, I believe there's eternal principles. There are things that are longstanding. There are things that won't change, but there are certain things that are cultural and that certain cultural elements that need to be healed. And it's based on in uh, um, unhealthy interpret. I, I try to stay away from right and wrong. I've learned over the years that it's more healthy and unhealthy. And something that's healthy for you may be unhealthy for me and vice versa. And we've got to figure that out for ourselves. But there are these core principles that generate greater health in our lives and greater productivity in our relationships. And so this, this might, this, again, this is why I'm excited to be talking here with you, uh, Vic is mindful experiment. It's what are we mindful of? What is our focus and attention on? And, and it is an experiment because not everything is going to work. And there's things that as we go and as, as we do that, we realize, wow, that's not really my strength. Oh, a, an emotional connection to things. That's not really my strength. Well, but do I need it? Do I need that to connect with my spouse? Do I need that to parent my children? Because if I do, then I need to figure out how to make it a strength and how I can amplify that. Totally. I I think that's huge. And life is an experiment, right? It's always we're trying things or trying to figure stuff out. And, And even if something like I love how you brought that up, even if we maybe are not good or have a good strength in that. Is it something I need though? Right. That's, that's always a great question to follow up with. Cause sometimes people go, well, I'm good at this and I'm not good at that. Well, hold on here. The brain's plastic. We can change and model to ourselves to be, we can condition ourselves to be great. We may not be Michael Jordan caliber in that, but we can be good. We can be efficient in what we do and learning how to play in that arena and how to, you know, start with that. With that, a journey you had with the whole splinter thing and your wife taking a moment to stop, which made you look at things totally different, you know, with that. Well, let's get into the D's if you don't mind, because I know you mentioned a 1D model. 
Um, what is the one D and if you don't mind going into the other ones also? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, so bringing up this idea, I was living my life one dimensionally. I was focused solely on business, solely on business and expecting everything else to, to figure itself out. Um, and then, sorry, I'm, I'm distracted here because I'm laughing at the idea of the splinter in my foot. I was being modest. It was a large chunk of wood stuck in my foot. And I don't know why I called it a splinter, but I, and I don't know why I couldn't get past it, past that. I was like splinter. Did I call it a splinter, man? That was a chunk of wood, but you know, it's funny because I, here I am, I've got the, you, you give me this great question and I still have this, this ego thing or this, whatever thing that it is where I got, well, I need you. And I need our listeners to understand it was not just a tiny splinter and it's silly, but you can see these things that our minds get hung up on that, that really don't matter to the point of the conversation. But a lot of times just communicating those things, expressing those things allows us to move on. So I, there I'm, I'm in on the experiment right now, right today. So, so there it is. It was a large chunk of wood just so we're all clear. Um, But anyway, getting in this one dimensional versus three dimensional is that, one dimensional, it, it doesn't matter what that dimension is, but what it means is that we are compartmentalizing our lives in unhealthy ways. Who I am at business, how I talk to my clients, how I treat customers, that should be at least as good as I talk to and treat my spouse and my kids. But too often we get caught up in one dimensionally. This is who I am at work. This is who I am at home. This is who I am with my friends. This is who I am on social media. And it's all separate and one dimensional. And we need to start living our lives in 3D, three-dimensionally. And for me, the 3Ds and the system, this framework that I put together, and, and your audience can learn more about it, forward with joe.com slash mindful. They can get some free resources there. But this whole concept of the three Ds, you need to decide, discover, and do. Sorry, backwards. Discover, decide, and do. And you have to discover, first of all, discovering what your vision is, what your values are, what's your why that's driving you. Because if you don't have that, it's nearly impossible to make a decision on how you're going to integrate your life and your elements. Then with decide, you need to be able to decide what your stories are. You know, Vic, we talked at the beginning about this, whether something's good or bad is how we interpret it and how, how we view that through our mindset. There are plenty of stories in my life where I took unhealthy meanings and then that part of me broke and was stuck at that age, at that time in my life. And it wasn't until I reviewed that story until I took a new approach at it, that I was able to get the healing and the progress that I needed. Have you ever seen, um, it's, a, it's a Disney animated film, Inside Out? I have not, I think I've seen parts of it, but I have not seen, like sat and watched the whole thing. All right, well, I'm gonna give some major spoilers here, but it's been out for quite a while, so if anyone hasn't seen it yet, I apologize. But it's this whole, so this, this youth and these uh, feelings inside our mind, and you've got joy and sadness and joy has to be in control of everything. Okay. One dimensional joy's in charge. Joy has to take care of anything. If I ever feel anything besides joy, something's wrong. By the end of the movie, in order to rescue the youth from making some terrible choices, sadness has to get involved. 
And what they realize in looking back on these stories and memories is that oftentimes the joy was preceded by sadness. A negative thing had taken place. A, a, a game was lost. The, the child had missed a game-winning shot in hockey. And she was so sad and so upset. But what resulted from that was her friends and her family rallying around her to lift her up. Well, when our stories are, no, 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 it was just all I'm going to remember is my family rallying around me. All I'm going to remember is that we're denying a part of our real emotions that are essential to help us expand our minds and grow into the opportunities that lie in front of us. So that's where this three-dimensional aspect comes into place is being able to not only incorporate the different elements of our lives, whether it's business and family, but also incorporating everything that comes with that, the emotions, the principles, the opportunities, the challenges, it's all there to help our minds expand and grow. That's so true. And in so many ways, there's a lot of things that like, for example, we look at things so much like one-sided a lot of times. And, and what that means is like, and we do it in relationships a lot. I see, or at least I see it a lot in relationships where, oh, my marriage is not the greatest because of X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, hold on here. What's, what don't you like? Well, my wife doesn't do this. Or my, 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 my husband doesn't do this. And I'd be like, okay, what do you like about your husband then? Well, there's nothing to like, hold on. There's, there's all that. That's now you're going to on the extreme. No, I'm, he's, I married the man I married is totally different than who is now. And I'd be always like, let's take a step back. All right. Let's look at this. I think you're looking too much one-sided. Let's look at, okay. Name some other things. So I'll like fuel their fire, right? Name some other things that aggravates you. So I want to get that. If I'm working with a woman, I'm going to go that route or a right brain dominant individual. Cause they got to get this stuff out of them. They got to express it. But and when, if I'm working with a male, I don't really have to go there that much. They're, you know, us males or left brain dominant individuals are more like, I'm just logical. This is what it is. It's, it's black and white and that's it. But the key concept is, is that it's always fascinating when we can get them to get out of that one-sidedness. And then all of a sudden when they can see both, it's like, holy cow. And that's the journey as you're talking about, like wholesome, like, right. Deny, oh, I should only see, like, there's a new age, you know, this new age movement. I was interviewing someone earlier this morning and we're talking about the new age movement has been going on. And it's like, well, just look at the positivity, just focus on the positive and that's what creates. And I'm always like, uh, my journeys have been like, no, you don't want to just do that because you're missing out on the beauty underneath that can teach you some things, right? When you look at a field of grass and you have a ton of weeds, it's not that the weeds are bad. The weeds are trying to tell you the soil is not great. It's a sign to let you know you got to do some work. And then when you cultivate the work of the soil and you get things back up and running, the weeds will eventually dismiss and go away. So I don't know if that was, a you know, that's kind of the concept where I love when you brought that up. So it just like fired something in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good, good thing to go with on that. Because, you know, in life, you know, is there like a, a process? I know when it comes to how to really, you know, understanding your why, how to dive deeper, how to have you know, the 3D, the 3D life of everything just being in, you know, just as solid of as in business as it is in uh, family, as it is in with friends, as it is in with everything else, aspects of our life. Um, is there a process, like, a, is it just understanding the why moving forward with that? Or is there some little integrate parts in between that also? That's a great question. Um, you know, first of all, I, I love what you talked about when you, when you were describing that, you know, oh, everything's great and wonderful. Art, sunsets. Who wants a mon who wants a monochromatic sunset? Who wants a monochromatic piece of art? I mean, there are some that are are great. You know, don't don't get me wrong here, but 
if there was, I saw an article or something, and I can't remember if it was satire or not, but it, it talked about, um, I think it was actually legitimate, which blows my mind, but somebody paid $18,000 for a piece of art that only existed in the artist's mind. It was literally empty space and they paid $18,000 for the right to this. I don't, I don't get that. I don't understand that. If I'm looking at something that's blank, if I'm looking at something that is singular in color, singular in, in any of that, it's missing life. And I don't want to miss life. And I don't want any of us here today to miss life. And so in order to embrace life, we have to see all the different colors. We have to see the, the contrast from the challenge and then how that blossoms into an opportunity. We need to see the struggle of that seed opening up, fighting through the soil to sprout, and then growing and blossoming to what it can become. And now we can tie that back into developing your why. No, it's not a simple question. First of all, I just I want to give everybody permission that what you create today is allowed to change. You have permission to write your why down right now. Write it down while we're talking, while you're listening, jot something down. And then if you decide three hours from now or three weeks from now that you want to adjust that, that's okay. What matters is that you get it out and you're able to start processing it. So that's the first step is to recognize that the more we approach something, the more it's able to evolve. If I ignore my why, if I ignore an element of my life it will stay stale. But I can't then turn to it and expect it to suddenly blossom the instant that I desire it to. If I plant a seed and I completely ignore it, no water, no sunshine, no fertilizer, no anything. Hey, there's another thing, fertilizer. That's a bunch of crap in our lives, right? So if there's any of that, if I completely ignore it and then I decide, hmm, I really want flowers here and I'm pretty sure I planted some seeds several years back, where are my blankety blank flowers? Life doesn't work that way, right? So part of, part of it is that we start to, to acknowledge the why that we're searching for. And we ask ourselves questions and we need to sit in those questions. And the longer we sit in those questions, the more we're going to get out of it. So, so let me make that less vague. Something's coming to your mind while Dr. Vic and I are talking. Write it down. And then sit on it and think about it. And now, Dr. Vic, as your listeners, as they're processing that, as they're driving to work, as they're going about their day and it's sitting in their mind, our minds, and, and you know this better than I do, our minds are so powerful and they can develop and they can, they can chew on, they can develop, they can process and begin to open up deeper meanings and thoughts that maybe we don't, that we don't have at first glance. And so then you go back to that question. What do you want to add to it? What word fits better? And you start to dive into that. But if you want to discover your why, you, it can never be singular. I get, I get frustrated when people tell you to create a vision. Oh, all right. You want to succeed in life. Go ahead and you need to write out a vision. You know, Tell me about your ideal day. And then people go, well... I'm I'm in one of those condos that sits over the water in Bali and I've got drinks being brought to me and everything is peaceful and great. Okay, well, that might be an element or a, a day in your dream life, but do you really want to spend every day of your life like that? And because that's one dimensional. 
that's one aspect of your life. My ideal day, it starts with waking it up next to the most important individual in my life, my wife. And I have time to sit or, or to lay there and to cuddle with her, to talk with her, to ask her, you know, what has she got going on this day to start with the conversation. Then it evolves into my kids become a part of it. But I have the time that I need to engage in these relationships. And then from there, I go do a work that I love. I go support people that I care about. I have an impact that matters and I'm working. I'm putting in effort. I'm capitalizing on what's going on. And then it goes back to family. But do you see how that's three-dimensional? Do you see how that's a day that could really exist? And that a day that could exist time and time again, it could be my groundhog day and I would love it. That's what you want for your for your vision. That's what you want for your why. That's what's going to create that piece inside of you that says, okay, I need to figure out how to make this happen. I love that. I love how you bring up vision because it's a lot of work that I, I do with people. I have an online class with that. And it's all about vision, but it's, it's, it's getting to the substance of vision, right? And that's what you were kind of talking about. Like, what is it for you that has, like when you shared about waking up with my, the most person, most important, ah, most important person uh, in the world to you. And then having your children there also in that moment and then going to do this, like there's, um, there, there's, there's, you can tell there's substance to those kind of things. And that is impact. And you can do it every single day and never get bored. I mean, yeah. you, you know, and it, that's the beauty. And I tell people all the time, that's where you want to get to, to a certain level. Cause when you're living your vision, you're living your purpose, you're living your truth. And it's, it, it's, it's not this wild, fancy, shiny, lure thing, even though those are nice to have, you know, that, that that's also great, but it's the, it's usually just, this is what truly matters. And it's the most simplest things in the world. And if you can go there with that, those emotions behind it and that substance, but I call it the substance, but when you have it behind that, then you're living your truth. And then all of a sudden, everything you wanted to accomplish in your life happens because you took care of here first and everything's in coherence and everything's in a synergistic effect. Because once this is all balanced and the things that value the most are in balance, then all of a sudden everything just bleeds over. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know, there's no guilt, there's no shaming, there's no wrong answer here. Because the idea is, it can be a part of my vision to have that day in Bali on that condo and watching my kids play on the beach. That can be that can be a piece of it. But if that's the only piece, again, we're getting back to one being one dimensional. If that's the only piece I have for my future, I'm in this constant tug of war, this constant battle from where my reality is and how close or far it may seem from this one dimensional vision. It just, it, it, it's like, if I've got, you know, you've got this gorgeous, what, what and actually for those on video, you can see in, in the, in the background, uh, Van Gogh and summer nights painting, and you've got this three dimensions. Now imagine if I just took a fluorescent green or fluorescent pink handprint and just slapped it in the middle of, of, you don't even have to see what I've got back there. You can do any painting you want. Just slap a fluorescent pink handprint right in the middle of it or some color that completely contrasts it. It doesn't fit. And, and our minds, they work around it. Our eyes, they, they need to replace it. They need to cover it up. They need it to be made right. Or it becomes so much of our focus and the only thing we can look at that we ignore the rest of the beauty that exists around us. So there's so much here that says the foundation, the first piece to start building a three-dimensional life is to incorporate your life. But there is a fear. How do you do that? 
you know, Vic, how do you focus on uh, how do you focus on what you're doing with your coaching and the audience that you support, your podcast that you, you have phenomenal guests on, uh, which I'm honored to be numbered among, uh, your your spouse, your family, everything that's going on there. How do you focus on one without ignoring the others? And the answer is you find the principle that connects those elements of your life. But if you focus on the principle and you develop the principle, then you can now apply that anywhere you need. And you at your core are the same. Well, true. It makes life so much easier rather than, you know, as you were saying earlier, like, you know, the one dimension, I'm this person on social media, I'm this person here, I'm this person there, I'm this person there. I know sometimes my massage, my massage therapist would be like, patients will ask me is like, is Dr. Vic like this all the time? Is this just a show? Is he just, is he really that disciplined? Is he really a certain way? And I'm like, and I go, well, what do you say? Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I want to know hear what you're saying. Cause you're, you've been around me for a very long time, five plus years. You, you, you work with my massage therapist has become good friends with me and my wife. And uh, I'm like, so, and she's like, no, I just said, he's the real deal. He's, he's the same way he is when he's in the office, when he's on social media, when he's on a podcast. And I learned that very early on that I had a spiritual teacher who said, the goal is not to be many people in different versions. The goal is to show your truth. And when you show your truth, your truth shows the same every single element. And I was like, ah, so you're basically saying I got to be not, I have to be who I am. And it's tough because in a relationship is a lot harder. I won't say I'm the same always with my wife. I'm not, I, I know where my fit, my hardships are. That's my learning. I call them my learning curves where I got to things I need to work on and how would I improve? Cause usually it's the ones you love the most or the ones that you're not going to treat the best for the most part. And so, but it's always, I, I do my best and, and I have my weak moments and those weak moments, things will come out in the way. And I'm just like, okay, I don't beat myself up. I'm like, okay, this is how I have to learn to evolve and grow and become more, um, try to create more of that wholeness individual. So I can show up more whole, which brings more of who I am. Um, well, I, I, I love that you were using the word living your truth and, and you've brought that up. And I know that's something very common in, in, uh, your vernacular. And, and, and I love that because principles are truth. And so we're speaking about the same, the same thing here and it's beautiful and it's powerful. And I think, um, man, I don't, I feel like I keep coming back to this, this idea of, of forgiveness, of, um, of, of grace, of kindness and, and to ourselves, because we talk about healthy and unhealthy and this idea that if we are focused on being ourselves and, and living our truth, it doesn't mean we're perfect at it. You can be as equally authentic. I can be as equally authentic and being, you know, you and I were having a great conversation. I'm really excited about it. And then when we're all done, I go and, uh, you know, go have lunch with my family later today or whatever it happens to be. And my kids decide to get in a food fight and I get frustrated and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why don't you, this stuff stains what's going on? Like, it doesn't mean that I'm suddenly a hypocrite. What it means is that I'm human. And that what determines whether or not I'm a hypocrite or whether or not I'm living my truth is what happens when I recognize that my current behavior is not in line with my truth, is not in line with the principles and the values that guide my life. Do I go, well, whatever, that's life. And I just move on. 
Or do I, my kids put me in timeout, Vic. My kids put me in timeout. When daddy makes bad choices, daddy goes to timeout. And that's something that there's this opportunity to say, look, I made a mistake. I made a bad choice. I am still a good dad, a good man, a good husband, a good human being. I made a bad choice. And there's consequences that get, come to that. If I try to justify or rationalize to escape my consequences, I'm not living my truth. If I make a mistake, I look at it, I evaluate it based on my truth, based on my principles, based on who I want to become, then I have the opportunity for real growth. Then I have the opportunity to expand who I am and, and to, to expand who my children can be because they see that. They know that they're allowed to make mistakes. And this actually, I was reminded of this by something you said earlier as well, is that, so here, here's a quick tip for everybody, for all of us. If you find yourself using uh, extreme words, always, my spouse always does this. I'm always the one that has to pick up the slack. I never get to do what I want to do. If you find yourself in those extreme words where something is a total and complete absolute, there's a very strong chance I'm going to, I don't want to say it's always this because then I feel like I'd be in kind of a catch 22. It is most likely that, um, that there's a correction that needs to be made, that there's something that's missing, that you're in a mindset that is not healthy for the progress you want to make in your truth. And it's okay to be in a, if you're in a place of hurt, if you're in a place of pain, like you don't have to avoid that, but just let that be a little light bulb that goes off and goes, okay, there's something more here. And then be true to your truth. Be true to the principles that are driving your life. Be true to these three-dimensional connections that you're creating throughout your life and be willing to find out what that is. Be willing to invest in yourself to dive deep into how you can be the best version of yourself. Because one, you deserve that. And your family deserves that. And your clients and your coworkers and your friends, they deserve the best version of you. Not because of anything that they've done, but simply because of who you are and who you desire to be. So I felt a little preachy, but I don't, I don't know. I just, there we go. I love it. It's solid stuff. I mean, it's really good. Some good, good truth bombs right there. Cause it's like one of the things where uh, Wayne Dyer once said this, he was sharing a story and it was the most, I love this story as he was looking for his keys, couldn't find them. And he goes, he starts getting upset and he starts saying, which one of you, which one of my, there's 53 or four of his kids reading breakfast. He's like, which one of you took my keys? And, and he's like, we didn't touch your keys. And he's getting frustrated. So one of the kids are like, oh, Mr. So-and-so, Mr. Uh, I forgot what they call them, uh, who's teaching everybody being calm and peaceful and centeredness. You're getting <laughs> upset. Wait a minute here. And he and I appreciated him sharing that story because Wayne Dyer, even though I never met him, uh, he was like a mentor to me. I read all his stuff and followed him a lot. And it was always fascinating because I'm like, wow, even him at the level of where he was, was still being human. And that's what he shared after the story. He's like, I'm human. It's okay to be human. He goes, I looked at it afterwards and go, probably probably could have reacted differently. He goes, but what can I learn in that situation? And he took it from there rather than beating himself up and saying, oh, look what I did and how I acted in front of the kids. Uh, because I think the keys were 
and something he had near near or something where it was and that were he it was actually his fault at the end of the, end of the at the whole end of the story and uh and it's fine to be that way but like you were saying it's 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 one of the things to you know it's okay to be human we're gonna make mistakes we're always gonna make mistakes there's that word always um and I know even myself, I catch myself doing that often. Uh, I, you know, my wife, and I know that usually I always tell her, I'm like, if you catch me saying this, then no, I'm just not communicating well to you that I'm maybe overly stressed or I feel a little overwhelmed with what's going on. And just know that that's what I really am coming from. But in the moment, I might not be able to articulate that. So, and, you know, cause I'm human and we work through that. And then we learn how to pick up on each other's vibes because we, as the more work we do on ourselves, the more aware you become to know, oh, I when I say this, this is where I really am. Okay, that that's a cue I'm learning. Let me share my wife that so then she knows. And then that way we can get to the bottom of things quicker. Yeah. You know what's cool about our conversation, how it's evolved, is you asked me earlier about the three Ds and, and you know, discover, decide, do are my 3D family framework. But our conversation, we started out talking about vision. We started out talking about why. And, that, and that's, those are all elements of the first D, the discover. And now we're talking about, I mean, you mentioned to your wife and you said, you know, hey, if I say this, it's not really what I'm communicating. It's, you know, here's what's really going on. That's a boundary. You're setting a boundary. You're communicating a boundary. And there's other boundaries that we have. I've got boundaries with my kids. My kids know that if dad makes a bad choice, that dad can be put in time out. That's a boundary. That's a rule. But there's also these measurements that we put in place. You know, uh, you don't always make mistakes. I don't always make mistakes, but I will inevitably make more. Okay. So, I mean, if, if we really want to work on it, I'm sure we can find plenty of statements where maybe always and never fit in. Um, I never want to murder somebody. I'm pretty sure that's, I'm, I'm 100% sure that's accurate and kind of a morbid example, but I'll come up something happier later. But <laughs> the natural progress of our conversation, once we start to talk about the vision, once we start to talk about the why, once we start to talk about these things that we're truly passionate about, it naturally evolves into how do I get that? How do I achieve that? And we need to have boundaries. We need to be willing to know what we will and will not accept. We need to know what we're willing to or not to do. We have to have these boundaries and we need to put boundaries in place that protect us from the negative influences that want to prevent us from achieving our goals. Now, those negative influences are not your spouse. They're not your kids. They're not the stresses impacting your life. There are things, if, if your spouse feels like a negative influence right now, and granted, there are many unhealthy situations that are just not, um, not, not healthy, not where you want to be. But in general, oftentimes if, when we feel disconnected with our spouse, we may want the same thing, but we're going about it in different ways. You look at, the, uh, you look at America right now. One of the challenges for America has always been that you have these different sides that both want the same goal, but they're going about it in different ways. What becomes scary about what's going on in the U.S. right now is it seems like the opposing sides don't necessarily want the same thing anymore, and that becomes concerning. But if you find yourself, and you know deep down in your marriage, in your maybe with a business partner, maybe with your kids, that what you really want is the same thing. What you really want is to have a connected family. What you really want is to have peace in your home. 
What you really want is to have financial security. You and your spouse may see that in different ways. Uvic may think that your way to financial security is go ahead and sell your chiropractic practice and go ahead and you're going all in on this podcast. And that's the only way. And I'm going to get sponsorships. And we're just going to rock this. And oh man, I'll be about financial security. And your wife's going, what are you thinking? That is the worst idea I've ever heard. It's just a different approach, but you're both seeking financial security. So with that, sorry, this kind of I feel like I'm bouncing around. You mentioned pinball before we started recording and there's my pinball for you. Have at it. But the idea being is that with our boundaries, with our measurements, you choose, you get to decide. Even if you just waffle back and forth and you think, well, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I want to do that. You're making a decision right there. Inaction is still a decision. So if, if inaction is a decision, if waffling is a decision, if waiting to see is a decision, don't give away your power. Use it yourself. Take, put in the time to evaluate the stories that are holding you back. Put in the time to decide what you want those stories to mean. Put in the time to decide your boundaries. What do you want to exclude? Are there, do you want to exclude video streaming from your life? Because you know what? Netflix, I waste too much time. So I'm just going to cancel my Netflix subscription and I'm going to get an Audible subscription and I'm going to listen to personal development books and I'm going to listen to things, whatever. Okay. That's you decide. Decide what your measurements are going to be. How do you know if you're making progress? And and here's an expert tip. Never have your measurements be placed against anyone but yourself. And that's a never that I'm going to go ahead and say is okay. I know I'm contradicting myself and maybe there's something more, but I'm too human to find that something more at this point. Your measurements should be compared to who you were earlier that day where you were a week ago, a month ago, what will those measurements look like? And if your measurements surround the process, then the results will take care of themselves. If the only measurement I'm using is when I get on the scale to see how much I weigh, I'm going to be frustrated that I keep uh, gaining weight. If my measurements include how many fruits and veggies I have during the day, if my measurements include the number of ounces of water I drink during the day, if my measurements include how many times I go to the gym and what I'm doing at the gym and I'm measuring those things, those are called leading indicators. In business, we call those leading indicators. Those are things that I can control, that I can do. And then I step on the scale now that everything's been done for the week. Now that all that's done, I've done everything that I can do. Now I'm going to step on the scale and the scale is going to say what it says. That's a lagging indicator. It happens after the fact. And if, I'm, if my lagging indicator is not where I want it to be, then I need to take a look at my plan. Then I need to take a look at my process, my measurements, my boundaries. And I say, okay, what am I going to adjust? All right, when I'm going to the gym, I'm not doing as much cardio. Or for, for me, here's my little dirty, dirty secret, Dr. Vic. And uh, no shame. I'm just going to admit my imperfectness. My, my Achilles heels after the kids go in bed, I suddenly think it's time to open up the dessert part of the pantry that I didn't want to open up when the kids were there because then I would have to have shared. And daddy, I want some of that. Daddy wants it. So it's like kids go to bed and suddenly it's this green light. All right, dessert time. Well, that's terrible. So that's that I know I go, okay, well, how did I do over the week? And I measure that and I evaluate that. And then I need to do, we get into our third D. I need to do my plan. I need to do my planning. I need to do my accountability and I need to do my best and keep moving forward. 
I love it. And I, I love how you bring up never, you know, again, not to say these words, but that's one of them. Never compare to others. I mean, that's something I had to learn the hard way because uh, yeah. I came from sports and it was always, you know, who's the best in the game? Who's the best in the game of baseball when the, 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 the leagues I would play in? And I was like, OK, that's who I'm going to compare myself to until I get to that level. And then from there, it'll always be someone else. And I'll just keep doing that. So I got in the business. It was the same thing. OK, what's a successful chiropractor look like? Great. Look at the lifestyle they have. Look how they're making an impact in their community and helping people. All right. That is who I'm going to model and that's who I'm going to become. And I'm going to use that as a, a level to say that's success for me. And it took a coach like four and a half years to beat into my head and stop saying, you're successful already. You don't have to compare to that. Like your success may be different to that individual's based on your needs, your values, your this and your uniqueness of what you want to create. And I was like, Okay, but that's going to take a while. And then so then I had a shift framework, right? Pre-frame my mind to look at things differently. And then you go, okay, well, what's, again, going back to vision, going back to the why, going back to all these things, right? You get that all set up. Then you do, what's the second D again? I forgot what that one is. Decide, decide right? Yeah, decide. so you decide. And then you go and do the, what you decided to do. And you say, okay, that's it. This is what I'm doing. And that's the end of it. And uh, it's amazing to see as as simple as that sounds. I mean, it does take the grunt work, but as simple as that, the, 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 the conceptual because concepts are, it's nice to make it where it works out really well doing that. So that's why I love your 3d model and what you're talking about. Oh, thank you. You know, and it, as you're mentioning that it's, and talking about, okay, that's what I want to model myself after. Look, use those individuals, use the success that others have achieved as evidence that you can achieve your success as evidence that you can live your truth, but you don't know what's going on behind the scenes there. You know, how, how many times do these, these people that we put on pedestals, celebrities or athletes or whomever's in the spotlight gets put on a pedestal and then it doesn't take long before we realize some underlying corruptions or underlying discouragements. I, uh, not that I put Matthew McConaughey on a, on a pedestal, the actor, but, um, I mean, wow, look how much money he makes and he's a good looking dude and blah, 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 blah. Man, he's, he's got a, a book that came out and I started listening to and, and um, talks about his childhood and how aggressive uh, would be putting it nicely his, his parents' parenting style was um, and some different elements that existed there. And, and it's like, wow, I, I had no idea. I had no idea what his story was. I had no idea some of the trauma that happened to him, even as an adult and things that other people did. So use it as something as evidence that others can achieve their truth. So, so can you, but not as to say, I am not who I need to be until I reach X, Y, Z. Because that's, that's inaccurate. You're who you need to be today. Dr. Vic, you're exactly who you need to be today. I'm exactly who I need to be today. Even if sometimes I don't like who I am today. You know, and that happens. There are days uh, I, I battle anxiety, depression. Um, those, are, those are things. Those are, that's part of one small part of my journey. But there, those are also parts of my journey that have given me grit, that have helped me develop resilience, that, that paint that contrast in the beautiful sunset that is my life, the beautiful sunrise that is my life. I'm, I'm going to go with sunrise. I like that better. That feels better. Now I totally forgot my point. But, <laughs> but with all of that, it's all of who we are. And I, oh, I remember now. I am who I am. I, I'm the imperfect individual that forgets his point mid-sentence on the podcast. No need to edit that. Whatever. This is real. We're, we're raw. We're who we are. 
but I'm still who I need to be. I'm an imperfect human being who is having a great conversation with a new friend. And I'm excited about this opportunity. And it doesn't matter what's in my bank account. It doesn't matter what the scale says uh, when I'm weighing myself. It doesn't, I'm who I need to be today. I'm where I need to be today. I love that, brother. Uh, And that's a great way to wind up this next question and just uh, leaving off that energy. How can people connect with you? How can people follow you, find what you're doing and all that good stuff? Yeah, so I'm on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, at the Joe Pomeroy. Um, But mainly just go check out the website. I've got a special website created for your listeners. Want to make sure I'm providing the most value I can to, to your great listeners. And that's forwardwithjoe.com slash mindful. And if they go there, forwardwithjoe.com slash mindful, they'll find some free resources, an opportunity to schedule a free discovery call, get a free video training, uh, learn more about the 3D family framework and really how to integrate your life so that you can excel in all areas of your life. Awesome. I'll make sure listeners will all be in the show notes for you. Joe, what a wonderful conversation. I appreciate the work you're doing, brother, and I love everything uh, that we discussed here. I know the listeners are going to get a lot out of this. I I did too. And uh, really great just to have a nice heart-to-heart combo and keeping it raw and real and never using never and never (laughs) saying always. (laughs) Double negative. Love it. Uh, But no, appreciate having you on, brother, and uh, you know, keep up the great work. Thanks, Dr. Vic. It's been an honor. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.